Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here. A little late edition of the RFK Refugees podcast. Uh, I guess MLS is now back again. Look who's back, back again. MLS is back. MLS is back. If you enjoyed that, you'll enjoy more. Ted does uh, spoken word rap. Uh, with soccer, very very specific genre. It'll be a spinoff podcast soon, uh, where he's going to do that exclusively. A, a spinoff podcast that will get uh, somehow probably a hundred less with listeners than this podcast. Somehow, but <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk soccer, man. Let's talk. Uh, we we have uh, some news. We got spirit news. Uh, Loud United are playing right now. Uh, John, how's that going? Uh, not good, Ted. Yes. It's going not good. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, we'll, we'll check in. We'll check in. It. We'll check in. Uh, yeah, bit every <laughs> every ten minutes, just ask how it's going, and I'll tell you how many goals they're losing by. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, things not going good for Loud United. Apparently, they are uh, not going to get um, the a lot of the lone players. Apparently, we're hearing on the broadcast. Um, I'm not Although sure. they also said that Richie Williams was fired from Loud United, so maybe they don't have great. They, maybe they don't <laughs> have great uh, information going on. That's true. He left. He very much left. He was not. He was not fired. He was, he was promoted. Not. One could say because he went to be an assistant for an MLS team, and then later, I now believe he is the New England Two head coach. So, yeah, not, yeah. Not I, I guess I'll get to see him here in maybe a couple weeks here in Richmond because uh, they play in the same division. So, and probably half of Loudon's United roster last year. Cause they all went to, they all went there. So you'll, you might see some names you'd recognize. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It'd be fun. Um, I, I did see, I tell you, I, 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 I saw, uh, Klonofsky play for TFC two. That was quite an experience last year. Um, I, uh, I, I think I, he's back there again. Yeah. I think he was in Israel and now he's back. Yeah. He, uh, he's still, I think he's still there, but I know I yelled, I yelled over at him. And he was one of the only players who was like, most times the players ignore you. He's like, what's up? What do you want? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to fight? <laughs> uh, no. I also went over to say hi to him after the game. And I'm pretty sure he was with his girlfriend. His girlfriend was uh, not at all pleased to see me. He was like, who the hell is this kid? Uh, so <laughs> funny experiences at the kickers game. Funny experience at the kickers game. Uh, but Klaus is a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Um, but uh, I said this in your background. You have a certain Washington spirit player. By my math, 23 appearances. Uh, three goals and one assist, I believe. Um, and two jerseys owned in my closet. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't heard the news, uh, Washington Spirits uh, star player Rose Lavelle, uh, U.S. women's national team player, FIFA World Cup. Bronze ball winner. Bronze ball winner at the FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, has uh, We all knew this was ha- – we've sort of been talking about this. Uh, you know, he, She's going – going to sign a contract, go play at Man City. It's unclear what – you know what the return to play is going to look like right now. You know Europe is doing a, a far far better job at handling this virus than we are. So probably good bet that there will be games played, uh, uh, U.S. women's game uh, games officially played in a larger scale there than and was looking like NWSL was going to shut down. Now it looks like maybe they're coming back. They're talking about coming back. I think I think some of these players leaving like Sam Ewis and and others are kind of saying. Oh, we need to like step up because otherwise we're gonna we're gonna miss out on some players. Uh, so I think everybody was like, I, I think I was on the fence of okay, she's leaving. This has happened before with Alex Morgan, um, with with a lot of other players, and they've all Crystal come Dunn. back. Uh, Crystal Dunn, correct? Alex Morgan, Crystal Dunn, all left to play, to play for Chelsea. I want to say, uh, and yep. then they all came back. Um, they you know they did come back though, middle of the season. You know, probably some time off. Uh, but the spirit decided that you know they they were basically standing to lose to get nothing for this. There's no loan fee they get. There's nothing. She just she she is paid by U.S. Soccer as her contract, and so she can go, you know, basically wherever she wants. Uh, and so the well, spirit, 
what they would get is Rose Lavelle back as a player when and if she ever returns to NWSL, which is That's not nothing. But go ahead, continue. Yes, we'll 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 get into that. I'll get into that. I'll get into why why looking at it from a, from a picture, this is actually probably a. a I want to. I don't want to say a savvy move giving up a player like Roosevelt, but I don't think this is as this. this it kind of makes sense if you really sort of take a look at it from from a couple of different perspectives. Um, but basically, the team has decided to trade her rights uh, to OL Reign uh, for a hundred thousand dollars in allocation money and a 2022 first round draft pick. Uh, this is the second sort of nas- big national team star, Mallory Pugh. Of course, they traded at the beginning of the year. Uh, and everybody kind of, I guess, assumed that they were going to sort of hold on to Rose Lavelle. You know, she's, she's obviously a star, huge marketable star, uh, for yeah. this team. So John, give me your, give, give me your, your, your raw thoughts on this. Yeah. Well, there, there's some part of this where we're going to agree, but then I think a lot of this where we're probably not. So why is this bad? This is bad from a marketing standpoint. Uh, next year, this team is going to try to sell half of its tickets at Audi field. Um, Andy Sullivan will be coming back from injury who by a great player, national team fringe player. Um, however, we're not going to fill 18,000 seats on Andy Sullivan alone or Aubrey Bledsoe or any number of sort of yet to be discovered players because Audi field is, uh, well, a, there was, they were filling those seats because of the world cup. And then also because of the names that were on, were on the team. Uh, for the casuals. So now you're going to be a little thin there. Kelly O'Hara, who also was traded to Washington Spirit for what well, what we don't know. I assume Ashley Hatch. That's that's what I think it'll be, but we'll find out soon. Uh, but again, not really a gate mover. So that's so from a financial standpoint, that's a challenge. Um, from a playing standpoint, there are very, very few players in the world who you could bring in for any amount of money who could do what Rose does when she's healthy. Now, when she's healthy is clearly a part of this, right? But if you're talking about this team was fringe, you know, second second seed in the tournament uh, with at with aspirations of being uh, uh, a, a cup-challenging team next year, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. There have to be some moves here for that to be retained. Um, you saw how this team played without Rose Lavelle on the field. Uh, during the tournament, whenever she wasn't playing, it, the noticeable drop off in creativity and moving in the midfield. Um, uh, that that I think that's sort of uh, you know incontrovertible evidence that she is a big she's a big wheel and how this thing moves. So from a play perspective, bad. From a game theory situation here, so they said uh, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Uh, she's going to go, she's going to play for this year. She's got an option for a year. So max, we're talking two years, probably at least minimum, probably minimum one, probably two. Um, when she comes back, she'll be, how old is she now? 24. Uh, something like that. Yeah, she's young. She's still, yeah, she's still, she's still very much still young, in nice. her prime in two years. She'll be in her prime. Um, so we said, all right, well, uh, if she comes back in two years, We're going to be differently situated. Uh, Rose could be better. She could be worse. She could continue to have injury problems. Um, She could not. But we're going to take the draft pick because we draft very, very well at this team. And we'll take the allocation money because we're going to have to make some moves to offset her her creative loss. Um, 
I, and I think that I think that's really where you're gonna where you're gonna go here. But uh, that is that uh, that's a fair that's a fair gamble. The other two I think are much more open and shut. Uh, this is bad, and it will be hard to make it good. But saying, you know, what what can we do with these assets? What is she gonna be uh, at, at at the end of this? Um, we got we've got to try to find a way to move on because she hasn't really been the Rose Lavelle, the World Cup bronze ball winning Rose Lavelle for us when she's played uh, for the most part. And I think you know. I, Maybe you cut my argument a little bit underneath, Sorry. but it's it, it, it's okay. It's okay. I am, you know, I Roosevelt's an unbelievable talent. You you are absolutely right on the marketing perspective. If 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 I could if I could see her playing a full season with the Washington Spirit, completely healthy, completely one hundred percent ready to go, this is an absolutely dramatic loss for the team. Uh, even even with the assets uh, that they are gaining, uh, that they are gaining um, for 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 this player. Uh, that being said, uh, I, maybe they looked a little bit like a team without a creative spark. I wouldn't say they looked tragic. Uh, they, they've looked tragic. They've looked completely lost or disinterested or completely out of out of sorts uh, without either. A, without without a player like Roosevelt. So that being said, and you had a lot of players who hadn't played with each other, Ashley Sanchez, who grew throughout that tournament and really started to look good. Um, you had. Um, Yokoyama, who looked struggled in the beginning, but started to sort of pick it up and get it together. Obviously, we'll see what happens with Ashley Hatch, um, whether they're going to trade her to try to bring Kelly O'Hara. Um, I think Kelly O'Hara could move. Could it be a, a certain name? Certainly not at the level of an Alex Morgan or even a Rose Lavelle. She's your age. Uh, that's true. And she's only played. She's played less minutes than Rose Lavelle has in the last two years in NWSL. She's okay. more injury prone than Rose is. Uh, okay. Okay, fair. Bad news there. <laughs> bad, bad, bad news there. So, but from 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 the perspective of, let's look at next year. You've got so if she goes away to Manchester City. That's she probably stays with them through that season. So that season ends probably March, April. So she's she's definitely missing the if she stays with the Spirit, she's missing the first part of twenty twenty one. Then she maybe comes back for a couple games and then she's going to be whisked off to Olympics, uh, probably getting ready for the Olympics, traveling with the, the U S women's national team and doing a lot of those things. Uh, so I would hedge to bet she would, the, the amount of games that she is going to be out there on the field for, for the incredible talent she is. And, and the fact that due to her injury, her injury proneness, U S soccer, is very very strict about the minutes she plays. They only allow her to play. They allowed her to play thirty minutes in a tournament when there was no, no. Even if she picks up a small knock, she's going to be fine for a couple friendlies. You don't have a competitive tournament now until next year with the Olympics. So it was a lot. And I think Richie Burke maybe looked at this and said, you know, she's a fantastic talent. Let's get, you know, we're not, we know she's not going to be here for the beginning of 2021. We know she's not going to be here for majority of that season. Even if she stays 100% healthy through all of that, picks up zero injuries, we are maybe going to get, let's be conservative, maybe 10 games out of her. And if, and if, and if we made well, where we can take, take the asset, take the hundred dollar, hundred, hundred dollar, hundred, hundred thousand allocation, put it towards, you know, finding another, going out and getting another creative attacking, attacking player. 
We can put it to go get a, uh, 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 you know, we have a future round draft pick, which, by the way, because of the Mallory Pugh trade and the Rose Lavelle trade, they now have two first round picks in both the 2021 and 2022 draft. That is not insignificant. And this isn't like the MLS, you know, super draft where, you know, you pick fourth or fifth, and then if you're in like the top five, maybe you get a decent player. Uh, The college draft is still very, very important in NWSL circles that you still get a lot of great talent. They got that's where they got Rose Lavelle, that's where they got Mallory Pugh, that's where they got a lot of their talent from. Lavelle was Lavelle was redistributed from Boston. Was she? Oh, oh, that's right. Those, those, those but oh, you're right though. There's no, yes. there's not an academy system like there is in MLS, for instance, where the best players are picked ahead of the drafts. So this is, for the most part, you're right. This is where all, this is where 90 percent of the the top young players will come from. And and it says something to me. I mean, this team, this team's owners could have said, "We cannot, you know, sorry, sorry, Richie Burke, you can't make this trade. You know, Roosevelt is too much of an importance in marketing." And in, in trying to sell tickets for this team, and I think they have said, you know, I think they have gone with the soccer side of this more than the marketing side of this. And I would make the argument that I mean, if you look at Rose Lavelle's performance, and I'm I'm not saying that Rose is not a good player; she's a fantastic player, an amazing player, creative player. I'm I'm going to be very excited to watch her play for for Manchester uh, uh, for Manchester City, but based on just her availability next year her injury proneness is not is not nothing and the fact that she is going to be pulled away from the national team certainly and if the team you know wins the wins the gold medal at the which they would they would technically be favorites to win the gold medal at the olympics i would say even more so because the, a lot of the talk coming into 2020 was not having alex morgan and not alex morgan i mean certainly will be back by then so you you look at that sort of thing coming up with the olympics and you have to say you know from a soccer side it makes sense at this point. Let's, you know, she's. We know she's gone. Let's get whatever, you know. Let's get what we can out of this. Let's get something good out of this, and let's, you know, show that we can turn it into something. And at the most part, let's put a winning product on the field. A winning product sells a lot in DC, and I think if, if, if this team, even if this team has players maybe that are not well known, but as a solid team, and you know, they already have a a. a burgeoning star and Ashley Sanchez as well. So, and, you know, Richie Burke said, I think on his show, he says he thinks he's got three or four players that could end up being better than Rose Lavelle and Mallory Pugh. So he certainly believes in, in certainly, certainly his coaching ability and certainly the, the players that he has in this team. So all in all, I think when you look at that, when you look at it from sort of the bigger picture and the, in the broader perspective, I think this is a good bit of business from the spirit. And I think this will end up be making them a better team down in, in the long run. I don't know about the short term. We'll see what they do. But I mean, from the long run with the with the picks they're getting, the the money they got, and just the idea that they, they no longer have to we no longer have to look at they they don't have to allocate space to a star that is on that plays that's gonna play so few games in a year. So we'll see. It, it's gonna be Interesting to watch to see what what happens with if they get Kelly O'Hara, if they go get someone else. You know what what's going to happen to this team? I think they've got Kelly confirmed, so there's at least that. But there yeah. there certainly will be more more moves here. Uh, there's also some sort of uh, not not in this case. There's also uh, there's news that Kristen Press and Tobin Heath will go to Manchester United. Um, so there's there's a little bit of, there's some game theory going on about if if they're not allocated players at the moment they can't be lost in the expansion draft and also sacramento got their team 
today and will start in 2021. So there'll actually be two teams drawing uh, Louisville city and, and Sacramento. So um, there's, there's something to be said there that people, that the teams are being a little bit more liberal with loaning their players out. But either way, I, it's a gamble from my perspective. It's a gamble to, to put the, t- put performance over marketing when you're going to be renting out Audi field for half your games. Cause that's expensive. And if, if appetite sours for live soccer, which it probably won't by the time next season goes around, if 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 there's a vaccine in play, then I think people are going to be going to every live possible thing they can go to out of you know being deprived of it for so long. <laughs> I think I think that the, I think any game, I think Richmond Kickers might be might be selling out games. I think they might have a half, full half bowl. Hey, they're they're looking pretty good, by the way. You you knocked I Richmond saw, Kickers. No, I saw they're beaten in three right now. So you know, great. We went we won. We got the Henny Cup. The the Henny Cup is back in Richmond and. Uh, they played well last week, so no. you knock Richmond on like a regular basis. You like they're like your whipping boy. So someone has to someone has to bring you down a peg. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Loudon is still losing. Yes. Just, uh, just real real time stats tomorrow. They will have been losing. See, John, you should just watch Richmond now because Richmond's That's now true. the better. Richmond's now the, <laughs> now the better team. They figured out they figured out that if they sign someone who can score goals, they will be a better team. So Loudon yeah. should do that. What's that? Loudon should do that. Loudon should, DC should do that. Speaking of DC. Hey, speaking of, look at that pivot. <laughs> look at that segue. Uh, DC United, uh, let's start with the moves. Let's start with uh, Eric, uh, Alex, uh, Alex Schorberg. Uh, I know it's Schorberg is how you pronounce the last name. Um, Eric Schorberg. Eric Schorberg. Uh, signed from Columbus. Uh, they traded away. Um, Emma Boateng. Emma Boateng. Thank you. I'm sorry, folks. I, I did not sleep well last night. Um and I'm my, my this guy's talking about not sleeping well over here. This 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 guy. I, I, I have it. a I have a little dog that is just mm. as annoying at night. Maybe no, not just as annoying. No, a little bit. Say, I'm gonna reach through this computer. <laughs> at least a little annoying. Um, but Emmanuel Boateng gone. I don't think that was really a shock. A lot of people are nope. you know jumping on the usual. Uh, is on anyone the, mad about this? Is anyone mad we're losing Emmanuel Boateng? There are always people mad. When DC struggles to score and DC struggles to have an offensive identity, which is true, yeah, that the team hasn't gotten a forward yet. Why haven't they signed a forward yet? Why you know why 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 don't they go get a forward? There there are people out there that are there are people out there going to hate every single move this team does, no matter they can do nothing right as long as Ben Olsen and Dave Casper are in charge. I mean that's just the way it is. Uh, you know we can argue. Uh, hopefully that this isn't the only move the team makes. Hopefully there are some other moves down the. If this is the only team the team the move make uh, only move the team makes. Then, um, oh boy. Uh, but, you know, it's a solid defensive depth piece. I think this team, and I think rightfully so, you look at how Frederick Brilliant played in the in the MLS's back tournament. And, yes, he scored a goal. But he's a defender. And he's supposed to stop goals. And he got burned several, several times in that game. Um, and, you know, he, he was uh, his deflection led to the goal that saw them out of the tournament. So it, it's not it's not crazy to say, you know, it's not crazy to say, you know what? Maybe we need some. Maybe we need some defensive rotation here. We, you know, we already know Burnbaum's solid. You know, he's 22, 20, or twenty, you know, late twenties in his prime. You know, you've got 
but you've got Brilliant on the older side, and he looked rusty in that tournament. I know it's you know it's a weird tournament. Maybe he will, maybe it serves him better to be in sort of a a a more structured setup than a you know quick three games. But again, this 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 whole uh, this whole start to the regular season is going to be rapid fire games over and over again. In fact, uh, Ben Olsen has stated that he's going to rely more on his younger players, guys like uh, Predis and and Griffin. Yeah, which woo, yeah, absolutely. Time time to see what what they have, and and hopefully they get some minutes. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think this is a solid pickup. I think it's a it's it's a solid depth piece that the team needs to make, and and they have to go do it. Um, I don't think there's anyone here to stating this team doesn't need more defensive defensive depth help, and this the offense is not clicking. So might as well stop teams from scoring on you, well, which has been DC's model. Um, and also Ben Ben has been asking for for height for quite some time, and now he has it. Yes, he's a very tall guy, six foot seven, I believe. Is that right? He's tall as shit. I know that. Yeah. I don't know if he's six foot seven. I think that's how tall uh, Simon Lefebvre is for uh, Loudon, the goalie. It would be funny if he's six foot seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're. I think there are more moves coming. They'll be. They'll be equally underwhelming to Schoberg. Yeah. They'll be. They'll. <laughs> they'll be above Dane. I put them above the Dane Kelly line from uh, from like excitement standpoint, <laughs> and then below. Uh, Zoltan Stieber. So, like, somewhere in that range is what you can expect for the forward uh, compliment here with for Ola Kamara. Ola Kamara is, you know, for sure on Friday is going to get a hamstring injury. Like, it's just a it's just a mortal lock, and then we'll be like, all right, it's Eric Sorga time again. And now we have nine games in the next seven days, so I'm sure we'll be fine. You might, I mean, I hope you, I do hope you're wrong. I, I, I was, I'm very high on the Ola Kamara train, and I guess I will ride that train into the ground. Got to now. Yeah. You got to now. You're the mayor of Ola Kamara City. You've got to, you got to take it all the way. Got the way. He, he had a nice strike on the, on the videos. Uh, on the <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, huh. That's cool. <laughs> do that in a game. That rules. Yeah, do that in a game, and, and 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 we'll be talking. Um, I don't. I, I you know who knows what to expect from from this game on Friday. It's weird. It's weird to think they're playing a game on Friday. It really yeah. is. It's like I feel like we just got out of this whole MLS is back, and now we're like back to games. Um, you know, we have we've had Nashville play Dallas twice at home, which to me never at, at Dallas, which to me was kind of weird. I didn't understand why. Maybe it was because they had fans at that stadium, but the fact that they didn't just you know do a home and home series, who knows? Maybe it was the travel, rather have one team travel than than others. But um, um, but I mean, so far, so they've had now they've had Nashville and Dallas. There hasn't been a huge outbreak from those teams, so that's that's a good thing. Uh, uh, can, uh, in Canada, you have you know Toronto FC and Vancouver, who played yesterday. Uh, Toronto FC winning two to nothing. Um, Josie Altidore throwing some praise to Nick Nalion, which, you know, we know nothing about him here. No, absolutely nothing. We, he never played here. I'm convinced. But, um, so far, I mean, so far things I think have been going, I guess, okay so far, but, uh, you know, coming up with Friday, it's, I don't know if there's going to be sort of a shoe to drop, uh, with, with, with COVID-19 and everything. And we do have to talk about what happened to Reggie Cannon down in Dallas, which was, um, utterly, uh, classless from from several Dallas fans, and not at all surprising. And you almost have to blame uh, blame MLS for their this silly anthem policy that they have decided that if fans are in the stands, then they're going to play the anthem. If they're not, then they're going to uh, they're not going to not play the anthem. Um, and you're you're opening up your players to this type of stuff. 
Um, and the, the response from FC Dallas was also just as awful. Uh, it is it is good to see that there are fans that have sort of rallied around Reggie Cannon. Uh, Reggie Cannon apparently also looking to leave MLS. Uh, not really related to what's going on, but I I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is giving him a hey, uh, he went to the, especially after that statement maybe he went to the FC Dallas uh, get rid of me or you know I want to go play in Europe where there's no racism for. <laughs> Where black players never experience racism. Well, uh, but I want to. I, I want to mostly get out. He wants to get on test himself, which I get, and also sure. maybe be in less of a a bad management of COVID as well, which would be another sure. reason to want to leave. Um, but uh, but but yeah. So I, I don't know what to think of of DC heading into Friday. I, I I don't know what to think of 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 FC Cincinnati. They technically had a better MLS's back tournament than DC and made a little bit of a run and made it interesting, win, right? They beat Atlanta. They beat Atlanta. Uh, they, they finished, they did not finish. They at least won, I think two of the games. They also beat New York as well. Uh, the New York Red Bulls. So they won two games in that tournament. Um, they also, I think they made it and they came a penalty kick away from eliminating penalty kicks away from eliminating the eventual champion in the tournament, Portland Timbers. So, Everybody loves to laugh at FC Cincinnati. They they have sort of become they were developing into sort of the New Orlando the the sort of league punching punching bag. Um, but based on what we've seen and how they've played, uh, I don't know. I, this might this might be a tougher test than maybe some fans uh, might give it credit for. You, you you locked this game down as a win, by the way. I believe I did. I you did. did. <laughs> you so did. if not, if we don't get three points in this game, uh, I'm on record from assuming we'll get one for the rest of the scheduled games. So that that. Uh, it's not great. No, I said I said four, I said six. I said seven points. Right? I said oh, I said a win and then a. You said a win and a bunch. I think you said somebody, one win and a bunch of draws. Archivists, some RFK refugees, archivists, go back and find out uh, and let me know what <laughs> I said. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I, I listen to filibuster this week. They actually previewed the game and talked to people. We're not doing that shit until games actually start. So after Friday, it's on. We yeah. the, the switch is on. We're back into regular season mode, and then you'll get what you normally get from us. It doesn't feel to me like this is a real game. To be honest, none of no none of the sports that are back right now feel like real sports to me. I imagine Caps fans on the certain on this podcast would agree that this is a sham, fake, fake sports season, and none of this stuff counts, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that if 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 things had they not gone well yesterday, if, if things if things had gone better, <laughs> it would have been a little bit more. I mean, it all feels weird. It all feels weird. It feels weird to go to Richmond kickers games and have to wear a mask the entire time and see other people wearing masks and have to be away from the players. And it all, it all feels weird. And it feels weird watching hockey games that have to get postponed because there's five overtimes in another game. Um, You know, no fans, uh, the, the, all the humor, it just all feels very, very bizarre Um, in, in, in a lot of ways. This, this whole sports year has been, the weirdest thing in existence really mm-hmm. um so yeah i yeah i don't know what to think about this this whole season coming up and what what to expect from dc and how will it even feel you know if this team goes on a, a tear you know i again I, I i'm not even predicting that far in the future because i don't know i i literally don't know what this team is gonna is gonna bring um i don't think it's gonna be good Nothing has indicated to me that's going to be good, but maybe maybe this was a a come to Jesus moment for a lot of the players, and they'll show up more focused. They'll, you know, Ola Kamara will stay somewhat healthy and, and can and can get into better positions. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe they I, all hated Orlando and being in Disney World. 
I mean, that, that, I, I would have no doubt if there were some teams out there that were like, F this. You know, the player was uh, – Junior Moreno was definitely on the screw this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> what if Getting, I go get a pizza outside of the bubble so I can just get sent home? Yeah. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> Um, no, I don't want to put any words, put words in that, but, um, is, no, no, uh, is, is, is Felipe like, Martin suspended for this? I think he's suspended for his tackle. I believe I saw that he's suspended for his tackle. He might be suspended. I thought it for was, uh, I thought, it, I thought he didn't play in the last game against Montreal, did he? His, his red card was against, was in the first game against Toronto. Was it or? I believe so. Okay. I thought it was the last game. Um, I'll, we'll have to. We'll have to go look. Sure, well, we'll have to go. Uh, we'll have to go search. It feels like it, it's, it's been a month. <laughs> Archivist, find out. Yeah, uh, Felipe Martin suspended. One... Oh, Felipe! I'm sorry. Yes. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about Junior Moreno still. No, 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 no. Felipe Martin's. Uh, Felipe Martin suspended one game in finance for a serious foul play against the Montreal Pack. So he will be suspended for this game. He will All be right. suspended for for the game. Okay. <laughs> of of the players of the positions at which we could afford to have someone miss. That is the one. Yes. We're fine. We're at, like, all right. At, at, at any rate, it forces Ben not to play Russell Canals as a right back. There you so go. There you Everybody's go. a winner. Everyone's <laughs> Every, a winner. Everyone's a winner. Uh, Ronald Fisher, winner. Yeah. Uh, do, do we want to talk about, do we want to talk about Paul Ariola? His video sure. he posted and coming and. Yeah. I, he's, I he's actually, he's, he's hired someone to document his recovery process. Yes. I don't know if he's hired them or the team is. I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know. I you know, wouldn't want to get into. Uh, considering, the, considering the team laid off 10 people. Probably not the team. Probably not the team. Probably. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, and, and say it was probably. Um, you know, he just got a new contract. Got to. Got to. Got he's he's got to. He's got to get those Instagram followers up, and you yeah. got to do what you got to do with that. So he's he's gonna but, making his own content. But uh, so so we had a little bit of. I, I I had a tweet, and you responded very negatively to this tweet. I did. You like? Well, what's the point of them seeking in? At, at this point, if he's healthy to play, if he's healthy, I don't see. He, I don't see why you don't try to integrate him into this team. At the very least, if you sneak into that tenth spot, you're you're at least getting him familiar with players who are gonna be here. You have Julian Gressel; they have already signed a contract. You know, maybe something happens with uh, with uh, um. Oh my god, my brain is just absolute. Here's my here's my counterpoint. Who does that benefit? That benefits the team. Does it benefit Paul in any way to come back before he's 100 percent ready? Yes, Why? I think it does. It benefits him to get to get back into match fitness, so he's not completely withdrawn come 2021. It's him a chance to learn the guys he's going to be out there on the field with. It it gives it, it gives him an ability to to go out and do that. I think if if he comes back and he. I mean, I'm looking at August. I'm like, he's running. You know, they're showing videos of him running, training, doing things that like I didn't think would be possible for somebody who suffered the injury he did. I mean, why not? You because know? he so he signed this contract because he wants to have security in case it doesn't go well. He did not sign this contract because they're like, well, I'm committed to DC forever. So if I'm him, I'm waiting till I'm 100% healthy, and then I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to do as well as I can. And if I get if I get sold. And I go somewhere else where I want to go, which is potentially probably still on there. That's what matters most. And if, if I play, if I come back and I'm not all the way there yet, and I potentially get myself in. When you come back from an injury like that, your, your likelihood of getting a muscle injury from the amount of training you have to do to get back there and not having your body fully acclimated to the new setup that you've got going on there, you're likely to get hurt again. So from my perspective, A, he ain't coming back this month. It, it's like okay, a six no, to nine month. Yeah, yeah. So, 
I, I think this team is going to be bad. So you're going to rush him back to maybe make the 10th spot and then lose in the first round. So from if I'm Paul, I'm, and he's even said this twice. He said it in our little interview thing. He's, he's not going to rush it. He, he said it in every interview that he's done subsequently. He's like, you know, I'm not going to get overexcited. I'm having fun being back at practice. But I'm sure he and his agent are like, you need to make sure you're protecting yourself. This contract is great. And that's really the contract upside is really more for you if you come back and this can't get better. But if you got, you've got to give, you've got to give your body full time to heal before you get out there. I say that as not a DC United fan. I'd love to see him out there because this team needs him so incredibly, obviously. But as a, but if I'm him, I'm taking care. I'm looking out for number one. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, like you know, you give him at least some spot. I, I, I would put the chances of him it with. It, depending on how far this team goes, I would say there's a 50-50 shot. He makes an, at least an appearance at some point sure. this year. Sure. At some point this year. So um, I, I'm, not, I'm not closing closing the door on that. So, But I do not – From I really would not want to have him come back until he's ready to be there. I hope the team isn't pushing him there because really it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I don't. And I, I wouldn't say they are. I, I think they know this team is not good. <laughs> I think. I think that I, I think so too. I, I think they are just they are just going to see this year out and hope that the winter transfer window is going to be somewhat normal. And like, that they hope get, that they have found a large pile of money when they're building when they're when they're digging in uh, in Loudon for the new uh, <laughs> training facility. They find a, a, a vein of gold that they can they can sell because gold is at all all time high prices. That's the only thing that's going to save them. Or. Get some more owners in there, man. Yeah. Sell some more of that. Jason Levian, if you ain't got that money, sell some of your shares. Somebody's got money. John Wall, Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Hit, hit up some stars, man. Get some minority. Get some minority ownership. It, it is rather it is rather annoying that Philadelphia has gotten Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant was interested. And it all came because uh, Pablo Maurer reported that Kevin Durant was interested in buying D.C. And D.C. said no. And then Philly was like, hey, we'll take that. We'll, we'll to be him. fair, I want I want wealthy people. Yeah, I don't want rich fair, people. Fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fair, want a, very I, fair point. I, I want guys. I don't. I want guys that are like. I don't know how I feel about this guy investing in our team. Like, it seems kind of shady that he's he has twenty trillion dollars and we don't really know where it came from. That's that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm I'm taxing Sinawatra style. I'm like just. I don't. Let's not ask questions. I just want the money. Uh, I'm a Newcastle fan now. I'm like, I don't care where this guy's from. Please buy us. There was a lot. There was a lot of like weird stuff about Erato here when there, like when he was there was. when he owned the team and like a lot of suspicious, uh, suspicious transactions. And uh, we got nothing for it. We got nothing. <laughs> it's true. We got maybe Lucho. We'll give him credit for Lucho. Yeah. That's about it. Um, that's about it. Um, yeah, man, I, I, you know, you look at the team too, laying off, laying off staff, it, it kind of behooves them to wonder, you know, they've got this brand new spanking stadium in DC that's being used for a lot of different events, a lot of different, you know, it's, it's, it certainly exists and it's there. The XFL might be coming back. Uh, so they Woo-hoo! might, they might be able to settle the debts there and use the stadium. Um, so, you know, you, you have events there. It kind of makes you wonder why this team is suddenly struggling and why they've had to suddenly. They've apparently laid off now 10 members of the front office. So all that work they did sort of, um, you know, back in the days when, you know, Lindsey Simpson had three different titles and responsibilities of like five different people. And, and all these people came in with, you know, they were basically hired and then they had to do like five different jobs. They had done a very, very good job leading into this season about uh you know kind of 
you know, rectifying that, hiring. They had a someone actually running whose de- sole job was to run social media. Um, they had, you know, someone, they had some great content coming, you know, Spanish related content. And it just, it just almost feels like they had, you know, more engagement with our show and bringing people in like us. And it very much feels like we're back to square one. Uh, COVID has kind of wiped out all those gains. They weren't, they didn't make any of the money that they thought they were going to make, you know, who knows, you know, season ticket holders, you know, obviously that goes to next year, but then that's revenue next year. You're not going to get, and you have to recover your team's struggling. And so it feels like all this sort of goodwill, all this sort of swelling of, 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 of things have just kind of all evaporated in, in the span of, of really half a year. Um, so it's really sad to see because I, I really thought, uh, you know, we can, we can argue on the ball stuff and, and how well they're doing. I thought in, entering this year, this was the best I felt about fan engagement and just overall feelings about, about the stuff outside of just what was on the field. Uh, you know, the stadium, the, the renovations, the honoring of the history, the honoring of the trophies, the, the everything was there in my opinion for this team to be, uh, to to really sort of reconnect with a lot of those fans that have felt like this team has sort of avoided the history and they had the means to do so and they were, were showing like they were going to and I just feel like a lot of that is gonna it's gonna dissipate again and I you know I don't know if some of those people are gonna come back uh, that that's that's another that's another big question so based on the economy I think that a lot of them will come back unfortunately I think that the I think based on the based on the number of unemployed people it's very likely that they're gonna still be looking in the sports in the sports field yeah. Um, I, uh, it's not great, but I think that they've kept they've kept a lot of their investment still in the marketing and comm side, which makes sense for what is basically now a virtual team. They play in front of no one and yeah. they talk to everyone on the internet, basically. So um, they've kept that. I mean, I mean, you'd wish you'd you'd hope that the team was financially sound enough that they could afford to either you know cut hours and keep people on board or find ways to find ways to not lay people off. Right. But if they are going to lay people off, it, there are lots of positions that are made redundant by the way that the things are being set up right now. So and hopefully as soon as, you know, things get back to normal, things get back to normal and they start and they start bringing all these people back because it would suck. I feel like there are, we talked about this, I think last show, like there are some teams that are not acting like COVID's a problem. Like they're still going to sign players. They're going to make, they're going to pay transfer fees. They're not firing anyone. They're just they're just keeping on, um, and it's a bummer that our team's not one of those. Um, yeah, but I mean, you look at I mean, really, yeah. the only team that's really made a lot of serious moves so far really has been Atlanta. I mean, they've been the most active. They brought in Kubotors, and even argue I would argue their moves are not as splashy. Now again, they have you know a lot more max depth spots and you know a lot of a lot of other things, but you know they also have a extremely wealthy owner who also owns a football team that is certainly still going to make a buku's amount of money because that season is going to they're going to soldier on with that season till till basically till everything drops and and so trust me uh with the with the the higher ratings every sports league is getting right now because Things have been off for so long, and then people get desperate, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to watch it." And I'm sitting here watching hockey games because you know there there's really nothing else on, and I'm like, "All right, fine, I'll watch the the Vegas Golden Knights and the Blackhawks. Sure, why not? Good background noise, you know." So I, I think a lot of that is happening with with some of these owners, and unfortunately, DC's just not. They're not one of those owners. Uh, they're they they picked probably if they could have predicted. 
this whole COVID thing. I don't know. Maybe they don't build the stadium <laughs> because I mean, you have to imagine your your year two in a brand new stadium you built. You've got all this debt and leverage debt. You're trying to also sign and bring in players to excite people and bring people out to the said stadium. And now you've just suffered this huge hit to your revenue stream. You know, your tickets and everything. And now you've got to figure out how to keep the team afloat. Um, and, and sort of gain back some of that revenue without, you know, completely sinking yourself. So, um, yeah, I think it's a very, very tough situation for the owners. And, you know, I, I would say I think D.C. is also a little bit of a victim to the amount of good reporters that they have in both Pablo Maurer and uh, Stephen Goff that I think they get a lot more attention for things that happen than a lot of other uh, – than, than a lot of other – uh, teams out there. I guarantee you this is happening in Nashville. It's happening in um, in Dallas. It's happening in Houston. It's happening in Real Salt Lake in Colorado. There are layoffs that are happening all over the league right now. Maybe some even more extreme than what's happening in D.C., but their teams are not as closely watched. They don't have you know, reporters that have been here who have been able to cultivate the sources that a lot of these guys have. And that's why you know we see – DC maybe get a little bit more of attention. Not not saying that, you know, what's happening is fake news or everything's wrong, but I mean, I, I would hedge to bet that a lot of this is happening league-wide uh, for a lot of different owners. Galaxy signed uh, Jonathan Quinsman. Are you serious? I did. I, I am serious. They did. <laughs> you want to talk about a team that's more of a train wreck than DC right now? It's probably the LA Galaxy. And just, and, and just, Wow, they they I would argue they had probably a worse tournament than um than uh, than DC simply because the amount of money they spent in bringing in guys like Chicharito and a lot of other players. So yeah. um, they might lose Pavone because his loan fee is too high. <laughs> so that would suck for them because he was pretty awesome last year and he's been better than Chicharito was obviously yeah. so far. Um uh, also uh what was it there? Oh um <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Lewis apparently is drawing attention from Premier League teams. So, FYI, stick with me, kid. I, I, I can pick them. Unfortunately, apparently they were trying to lowball, so Colorado may keep him. But so, DC, let's do it. Yeah. So let's uh, let let's. I want to do as we head into the season. What would and I want to end this on a positive note. We're coming to the end of the show. What would be something that would – what would be the best thing that you would sort of get? You know, other than the obvious, making the playoffs, you know, what would be something that would at least give you some sort of, okay, we have something here heading into, into 2021? I think I know the answer, but uh, but I want to ask you. Uh, a healthy forward, consistent scoring, uh, Kevin Paredes starting more games than not. Um I, you know, I don't care if they make the playoffs because they're not going to advance anywhere in the playoffs. So that's sort of where my headspace is on that. I really I care about how the team looks and if they're fun to watch. Um, uh, that's that's principally it. Like, can this team be dangerous? Dangerous offensively? If they suck defensively, it will be because they have uh, some positions that they could probably upgrade uh, defensively. Um, and then that would be. A, but this team has struggled to be consistently offensively dangerous without Wayne Rooney um, on either side of Wayne Rooney. So that would be what I would care about. What about you? I mean, I, I would, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see Paredes. I'd like to see Yao get some, uh, get some more starts. You know, I would, I would like to see uh, uh, Julian Gressel show the storm, the same sort of promise that he showed. Um, he showed when we, when we got him, I mean, we were all hyped about him 
And, uh, you know, no one had a good tournament other than a 35-year-old, uh, a 35-year-old Higuain. Uh, let's face it, no one out there had a, had a, a Predis, good, 17-year-old Predis. Uh, Predis had a good tournament, sorry. But other than those two, everybody else was, or maybe Bill Hamid, I'll give, Bill Hamid kept, kept the team in games. Bill does, uh, Bill, stays having a good. Yeah, Bill, Bill is just solid all around. Uh, you know, I want to see Edison Flores show some promise. I mean, it's more, I just, I want to. I feel like in that whole tournament, we just didn't see anything. There wasn't any sort of thing you could point to and say, ah, that's something they can build on. Yeah, they didn't advance, but that's something they can build on, you know, heading into heading into the, you know, when the play returns or when yep. the teams come back. And you didn't see any of that. You saw a team that just didn't know what they really wanted to do out there on the field. They were slow, predictable. I, I want to see Edison Flores come in and be that guy who can, you know, change that pace and be that change of pace and not just kind of go through the motions of sort of a passing. If you're going to play a possession style, you need that guy who has that ability to sort of say, okay, now we're going to quick it up a little bit. Let's let's pass a little quicker and, and be accurate with those passes. And, and guys like Lucho and Rooney knew how to do that. You would watch games where you could tell when they saw an opportunity and they would suddenly, you know, quicken up the pace. And it felt like a lot of guys were just kind of like, it was almost like everybody was just kind of pointing to everybody else and asking everybody else to be that to be that guy, to be that guy who's going to drive it. And really it took Higuain coming in and saying, nope, I'm the guy. This is going through me. And and he showed it. And he showed why he is, why if we got him, you know, tw- you know, five, six years earlier, we'd be, we'd be in a lot different shape and probably be talking about what is, how's this team going to build up, build around Higuain and, and everything. But, um, um, I think Paredes is going to be my player to watch. Anytime he's out there on that field, I'm going to be watching. Um, I would to see Moses Nyman get, get some opportunities as well. If he's not, you know, I would like to see this team, you know, I would like to see where every single one of these guys, Nyman, Yao, and Paredes all play in one game. And even Donovan Pines. I'm, I'm very worried about Donovan Pines. Uh, with, with the Shorberg uh, acquisition, it's very clear that Ben Olsen does not trust Donovan Pines, despite, you know, another player, another youth player that had a really bright start. And then suddenly it's like he can't get on the field. The I team- don't know. I mean, if all we have to go on is how he looked on the field, uh, you know, he started well, but then the way he looked as the games proceeded, it, I don't think it was great. I think that particularly in the in a three back system, he was really lost. I thought, yeah. So you know, it, I I only want Pines to play because we are bereft of defensive prospects. We have none. There's yeah. no one else. So uh, either that, or we're gonna have to start making some some fines. I, I don't I, I, Adam Lungard and at Loudon is a player they're looking at long term, but he hasn't even gone to college yet, and he's definitely not ready um, at all to to be there. He's still sort of struggling for speed and pace and power on the, on a USL level. So that, I think there's still some progress to make, but every, every coach that watches them likes him, but um, they don't have anybody else. So pines has, they have to, I think they need to give him a little bit more time than they would. Otherwise they did that with Jalen. They gave Jalen like not eight years or nine years because again, we just don't develop defensive players, which is weird considering the coach <laughs> considering other things, but, yeah, well, the, the whole the whole three five two worked. The three defensive worked for a little bit, and then teams kind of and figured it, really it out. Didn't work. Yeah, teams figured time. it out, and then suddenly you had a game against Philly when they lost like five two or something like that. Leo Hara back training for Boca Juniors. <laughs> he's back. He's back. Also, uh, if you're still listening in on the show, there's not going to be a uh, Instagram show this week. Uh, go back if you haven't seen the interview with Steve Birnbaum from last week. It was interesting. 
but it, it is very funny to me the number of players who join when their friend is doing a podcast or a live stream. Like all of Loud United joined for when Ryan Martin was doing it, and uh, <laughs> Julian Gressel came on to talk some smack when uh, when Burnbaum was speaking. So they're they're very supportive. <laughs> It's a very it's a very Instagram uh, savvy uh, that's, team. That's, that's, that's cool. I miss I miss that. So that's uh, that, that's they cool to see. Popped on for a second. That's uh, why I thought of him. Yes. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk Gonza Hill going into DC? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> that will be not happening. Not happening. Not happening. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, enjoy the game on Friday. Hopefully, it goes better than a lot of other things um and uh we will catch you guys next week we're gonna do a live show next week we have actual games to talk about the game both john and i will actually watch and so that's when we'll be back to the live show so yep. check it out check us out on monday give us a call in on the live show and uh thank you all for listening we'll see you all next week vamos vamos